0: anyway <laughs> all right ali was just catching us up on the uh weather she's up near the tornadoes uh that just hit and, and everybody's safe in your neck of the woods right
1: Yeah, Clarksville was spared, thankfully, but we were on the border of the path of the EF2 that was on the ground for about, what, 200, 225 miles. That just completely wiped out (laughs) Kentucky, and it's awful, but we've all been gathering supplies. All the schools in the area have been gathering all the supplies, and a lot of families are rushing up there with trailers full of stuff to help out everybody that's been affected. So we're we're all about helping people here on the border of Tennessee and Kentucky.
0: It's a, yeah, it's a, it's a monumental effort you know when we went through florence a couple years ago down here in Wilmington uh, and we were basically on an island we had to have you know there were helicopters air air dropping stuff into uh, grocery store parking lots because I-40 and 74 um, uh, which are the two major highways that that come into town um, you you know one was a a bridge like the river was up so high it was it was cutting off downtown and I-40 was uh, just flooded you know you couldn't you couldn't get a a tractor trailer through it Um, so there was no way to get supplies in and out um so uh yeah it's, it's some scary stuff natural disasters if, if folks haven't experienced one uh most folks experience something in their neck of the woods but
2: well and will i know that uh this was about probably 20 years ago new burn mm-hmm. and tarboro up in your area yep those both got just absolutely it was more flooding than anything else but i mean that was a situation where the federal government had to come in and provide housing and oh yeah Uh, still in a lot of ways, even though I was 20 years ago, still uh, pretty much a mess up there.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I had a a, a buddy of mine. um, I forget exactly which storm it was. I don't think it was Florence. I think it was further back than that. But uh, he had a uh, like 200 year old oak tree go through his house and just completely total it like the house couldn't be saved couldn't be salvaged so they had to uh basically level it um and he was living in a uh fema trailer uh on, on his front yard uh for a very long time um so that was a an absolute nightmare and uh thankfully he uh had had to pee that's what saved his life. He got up <laughs> off of the couch, went to the bathroom, and that's when the tree came down and went right through his living room. And uh, it's it's terrifying stuff for sure. Um, so yeah, uh, when
1: nature calls, yeah, you listen, yeah, listen that to it nature, exactly. Not the real nature, but that
0: <laughs> <is>. <laughs> exactly. When uh, when when you get a call on the the red line, you know the red phone uh, uh from nature, you you better damn well answer it because it could save your life. So
2: By, yep. my neighbor has a an Oak tree like that, um, uh, about for, if you're, as you're looking at me, probably about 200 feet that way. And, uh, yeah, it could probably take out his house and my house if, oh, if wow. it ever goes. So. Oh, man! Yeah. yeah you know, we oh.
1: have in my neighborhood, there are no trees because the wind is so bad here. They've all just fallen over. Mm. So nobody has trees in their yard.
0: So we have these, uh, we have long leaf pines around here. Um, and, uh, they are, Uh, They're super tall. They're indigenous to just this area right right in uh, in, in North Carolina. And um, they snap like twigs, basically, during storms. They will just snap in half. And uh, they're... You know, I guess if you like pine trees, they're pretty or whatever. I don't particularly like pine trees, but I have a shit ton of them in my yard. Uh It's nothing but pine needles and sap and pine cones and uh all that good stuff. Um, So, yeah, they're a pain in my ass, to say the least.
2: They are very large weeds, is all those pine trees. Yes, are. We've they, got, of course, we've got a bunch of them in Georgia as well, but not the long leaf. Uh, it is. There are some in Georgia, but I know not indigenous. They've been brought in.
0: Right, right, right. Yeah, there's a there's pine. It's like, it's one of those things you think you've seen one pine tree, you've seen them all, but these things are super huge. They are much bigger than the pine trees most people are familiar with. Um, super skinny, super tall. Pine cones are like the size of my head. Uh, they're gigantic. Um, so, anyway, uh, that's boring plant talk, Mayor. What do you got for us this week? I know you got. I know well, you got, uh, uh, got notes, man.
2: I'm, I'm so happy to be back. It's been a while. It has.
0: It uh, has. I,
2: I do. I do block out special time for my midweek mentioned friends. Uh, every week, but when it deviates from that, it's kind of a challenge for me. So I've, I know we've I've been m-
1: actively playing defense against mayor.
2: <laughs> I have missed you all probably much more than you have missed me. I we're going to go backwards chronologically. Cause it's been about a month since I've been with you, uh, but we, we are going to play a game. First of all, I'm going to go again. I'll go backwards from what we want to talk about, what I have here on the show. Okay. Greg Cody's Christmas song.
1: It's beginning <laughs> to look a lot,
2: a lot like, like fish. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely delightful i it's want wonderful. more of that yes. i want a cd i want i want to buy it i want to go see him in concert i want it every bit <laughs> of it the other side of that is and i gave you guys a hint in the chat on this uh irritating christmas songs i'm one of those people that really enjoys christmas music mm-hmm. i don't i mean i i enjoy the season uh but there are Christmas songs that are absolutely irritating and have no business being played during the Christmas season or anytime for that matter, obviously, are okay. Christmas songs. So I'd like to know your top five most irritating Christmas songs. And if you need a minute to think about it, I can go first.
0: Okay. Go first. Uh, yeah. And I'm I'll do that. Second.
2: All right. So number five for me is little drummer boy. Okay. Okay. Little drummer boy. Let's think about this. He uh, He is. A kid who, well, let's think about it. Mary just finished going no room at the inn. It's cold out. It's dark. She just had to give birth in a barn and she's lying there with animals all around her and some little kid's going to come start banging on a drum. Do you think that's what she really wanted at that point? Probably not. And doesn't, doesn't
0: he say I have no gift for you? Yes. So I'm going to bang on this drum. That's going to be my
2: gift. Yeah. I'm going to bang on
0: this drum. And also I'm going to bring up the fact that I didn't bring anything. So that's anyway,
2: par- parumpa, pump, pum. 12 days of Christmas. I okay. don't know anybody that really likes that song. I mean, right. it's just, it's too repetitive and it just, it grinds on my nerves. Okay. The last three, uh, well, the next two really grandma got run over by a reindeer.
0: Okay. I, I uh, do. I do like that. That one is that I have a soft place in my heart for that or soft place. soft. what am I trying to say right there? Soft, a soft
1: it, spot in your heart,
0: soft spot. Okay. Soft place Maybe. just sounded like a medical condition. <laughs> like, so I have a soft place in my heart. I need to go to a cardiologist. Apparently. Yeah. Uh, the, I like that. The, the, I, I forget exactly what part. I don't remember if it's the lyrics there. There is like a weird, a uh, uh, chord progression to that song that I appreciate the subject matter, the way the guy sings it, I can, you know, it's, it's whatever, but there is a, a weird kind of darkness to that song that I, I dig for some reason.
2: Okay. By the way, a uh, little side note, if you want a really good, you would love this song. Have you ever heard Weird Al Yankovic's uh, the night Santa went crazy?
0: Uh, I have. It's been a long time though. I haven't go, to,
2: go to YouTube. Type in Weird Al Yankovic, The Night Santa Went Crazy. All right. Video song, outstanding. Very dark, uh, not very nice at all, but it's pretty good. Getting back to the irritating ones. I want a hippopotamus for Christmas.
0: Yes. Yes. Super annoying. Uh Agreed.
2: Okay. The most, however, annoying Christmas song ever is Wonderful Christmas Time by Paul McCartney.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a pretty broad consensus with the public. I think it's just because it's Paul McCartney that it gets play, that it gets airtime, um, but it's it's annoying as fuck. I, I completely agree. And I, I said on Twitter a couple weeks ago, um, <laughs> I made a little meme uh, when the the bus, the two people sitting on the bus, smiling and not smiling. Uh, one said, "Has worked retail during Christmas." Has not worked retail during Christmas. <laughs> and overhead were the lyrics to "Simply Having a Wonderful Christmas Time." Um, because if you have worked retail uh during the holiday season um i've worked at bookstores um i've worked uh at grocery stores uh it, it's it gets drilled into your brain and it's not a matter of whether the song is good or not or any of these songs are good or not it just gives you a distaste for them because you have to hear them on loop for eight hours ten hours straight
2: i worked at a toys r us one year for christmas while Ooh. i was in college loved it absolutely loved it it was at the height of the cabbage patch kids okay. okay this was 87 88 maybe okay and uh so we spent all your time i mean people coming in there it's like yeah on this top shelf we need to go shoveling through because my kid wants one with you know this complexion and this hair and all right, that right. you we know, don't like the name so just digging through all that and then i eventually got moved to cashier that was that was kind of fun too so. <laughs> got me in the That's christmas awesome. spirit but, that's uh, that's what I got for this first topic. I got much more, but we'll we'll cycle it around a little bit. Okay. But right. I do want to know. I do want to know what, so- what songs that I mean. Did I nail the top five? Are there ones that I would replace so. those with Allie? I,
1: I have a personal OLI, and it's probably an unpopular opinion, but I don't like Jingle Bells. Mainly it's because my kids singing all the time, but they do the alternate version where it's like jingle bells, Batman smells, Robin laid an egg, Batmobile lost a wheel and And Joker took ballet. Hey, it's just that's all nonstop that I hear, and it's just infuriating. And I'm ready for Christmas to be over. I'm tired I, of hearing about Batman. I Joker that. Joker took ballet. Yeah, that's the I've version never, that they did. I've never heard that. Version. Like Joker ran away, but they do Joker took ballet.
2: Should have been Joker got away. But yeah. anyway, I, I, point taken. I grew
0: up with Joker laid an egg or something weird like that. Uh, now I'm, I'm just, I'm just not realizing that how bizarre that lyric is. And that makes it's no sense. Batman. Yeah.
2: It makes no Batman sense. Smells, but it's, and Robin laid an egg. Yeah. Okay.
0: Okay. That's what it is. Yeah. So, uh, jingle bells, I, I honestly, like, I don't like any Christmas music. I don't, I tune it out. I don't even know what the lyrics to any of these songs are, to be honest with you. Like I don't, they don't process in my brain enough for me to dislike them or to like them. Honestly,
2: I have a theory on that. Okay uh my daughter who who plays she knows how to play some instruments mm-hmm. she doesn't care for christmas music either is it because you, cuz you're musically inclined mm-hmm. is it because the chord progression, the songs are so simple it's almost like wagon wheel where it just doesn't register cuz it's so basic you can't appreciate it musically for the most y- part you know that might that might have
0: something to do with it. Honestly, that's a good theory. I, I like that because there are some now there are some pieces like uh, uh, like the what is that the Trans-Siberian Orchestra Christmas music that that gets played every year where that is like musically impressive, you know, like that is that is captivating and keeps your interest the whole time. But it's it's kind of like a lot of these Christmas songs kind of get reduced to like Twinkle, Twinkle Little Star. Or, you know, or I love you, you know, the the Barney song or something like that, where, yeah, they are so simplistic, like the entire the the song itself. You could put any lyrics you want to them. The Christmas song is actually the melody that you're humming along to. You know what I mean? Like it, it could it 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 almost could could have. You could switch out whatever holiday you wanted for them almost, you know, like, like it's just the melody that, that gets drilled into your brain. Um, so yeah, I, they're all kind of annoying and all kind of fine to me. I don't even know. I, I wouldn't even know how to put together a top five, to be honest with you. Isn't um, there
1: like a rapey Christmas song too? Like baby it's cold outside or something. So, that's like, I really can't stay, but he's kind of really pressuring her to stay. And she's like, nah, bro, I want to get out of here.
0: Okay. I'm going to defend that song. Ready? (laughs) Let's get controversial here. I'm going to defend that song every year that gets brought up. And I understand because the lyrics are like, like in a modern context, they are completely like, like you said, like rape culture, vibey type of thing. Right. Uh, So it was written by a husband and wife at the time that that's who wrote the song together. And it was written to be performed in like at, Parties while they were entertaining and folks would like always get them to do it. Like, I think he would play piano and they would sing back and forth. And it was this very flirty thing. Also, it was like the 1940s, I think, or like 30s or 40s when this was written. Um, the the phrases that she uses in there were very common at the time for women to say like uh uh, uh I spent the night at so and so's house uh he must have my some something must have been in my drink type of thing it was like a. Uh, a a euphemism for, I did something that like societally I'm not supposed to do. Um, And that those are the phrases that they use for this, but she wants to stay, Um, you know, and he is like giving her outs. He's like, you know, you could say it's pressure uh, or you could say it's two people that are definitely into it. They're just having to do the dance of like society's norms at the time. Does that they're make adding sense?
1: Drama to the, yeah, they're adding drama to the song. Exactly. Exactly. And,
0: and again, it was like a, it was a flirty thing written between a husband and wife that would perform it for their friends. So uh, much, much different than like, you know, through a modern context,
2: we've got much more to talk about. But I will say on the opposite side of that is Santa Baby. Oh, where which is which is a horrible song. Which Yes, is, it is. This- <laughs> I agree. It is, it is the empowered women of 2021, 20, I guess. Yeah. Uh, you know, yeah, just I don't, I don't want to kind of. think about uh, 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 sex with Santa. Santa gets, yeah. yeah. Poor uh, Santa
1: getting thank, thank advantage God, of. Nikki,
2: thank God. Nicki Minaj hasn't created a, a spin-off <laughs> of that one.
0: <laughs> you said you just spoke it into existence that that'll, that'll uh, exist within a couple of years, mayor, for sure. All right. What else you got for us?
2: Oh, I'm going to go real quick on this. Cause we took a lot of time with the songs, but I've got to talk about urban Meyer. Okay. Uh, if you don't know, you know, there was all this controversy last week and, you know, personal disclaimer, in Trevor Lawrence's hometown. I'm not a representative of the family of Trevor Lawrence or of anybody. Okay. <laughs> I'm telling you that urban Meyer who confronts his coaches and says, I'm a winner. You're not a winner. Let me tell you what a winner does. A winner lives by example. Let me tell you what else a winner does. A winner builds up the people around him. Absolutely. A winner encourages a winner. Uh, is the hardest working guy in the building. A winner doesn't have to rip down people to make himself feel good. And you want to know also, but you know what a winner doesn't do a winner, never a I'm a winner because you're living by example and people know you are. So guess what? Urban Meyer, you are not a winner. You are in the category of Dean Smith. I'll give you credit. You're a defensive genius. They once said of Michael Jordan. He was the Dean Smith was the only person that could keep Michael Jordan under 20 points. Guess what? Urban Meyer I've watched for seven years. No coach has been able to stop Trevor Lawrence until you started calling plays for him. Congratulations.
0: Wow. Great words. Also, did you hear that? He kicked his kicker. Did you read I just that? I read that a moment ago. Yeah. Unbelievable. He's try- yeah, He's
1: I'm, trying out for outkick the coverage. It seems like
0: it is incredible. Josh Lambeau, uh, wait, Urban Meyer or Josh Lambeau? Yeah,
1: Urban Meyer. He's getting got okay. his kick game on, going to join out <laughs> kick.
0: He's about to I lose his it. job. So, yeah, okay. Josh Lambeau just revealed that he, uh, uh, Urban Meyer said, make your fucking kicks, k- then kicked him in his kicking leg. And he said, don't you ever like Josh Lambeau, like snapped on him. And urban Meyer says, I'm the head coach. I can do whatever the fuck I want, or I can, I can kick
2: whoever I want. Like I, he needs his ass whooped like is what it sounds like. Just quite frankly, here's the other thing on that. He not just kicked him. He was, he described it. He was in in a reverse lunge. I mean, he's stretching. He's in a very vulnerable position for his legs and he gets kicked in the legs by his head coach who tells yeah. him to make the F and to make his F and kicks. And he it's says, unbelievable. Don't F and kick me. And he says, I'm the head coach. I can do whatever the F I want. So it's like, really?
0: It's, it's uh man anyway. All right. What else you got? Keep them coming.
2: Oh, wow. I, again, I've got a million. We're going to stay musical. Okay. Uh, last week they talked about the Pina Colada song.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Pina Colada songs, an absolutely horrible, horrible song from beginning <laughs> to end. I can't stand it. Okay. And I mean, think about, I was tired of my lady. We've been together too long. Like a worn out recording of my favorite song. And again, they're both so distraught with each other that they're going into the newspaper to, to, to find a side game. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Which is something people used to do, by the way. I don't know if like modern audiences really appreciate that fact that folks used to like, just put out, you know, uh, 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 There's like a whole movie uh, based around it. Uh, Suddenly Seeking Susan, I think with with, uh, starring Madonna. Um, I don't think she was the main star. But uh, yeah, like like folks used to like put classified ads for dates or like man seeking woman for, you know, date or marriage or something, which is just a like, did that ever work? I guess like, or was it just something that newspapers did to kind of reel in the desperate and and like, you know, and get ad space paid for.
2: I think that's pretty much what, I mean, there was no internet to do this. So how are you going to put it on out there that you were looking for something specific and they had little codes by it that you would just reply to that code. Yeah. And I guess they would, they would connect. And again, it was a good source of revenue for newspapers at the time, but you know, the, the other part, it's like, you know, when she walks in and, you know, they, they smiled for a moment and he goes, oh, oh, it's you. And it's like, yeah, like, that's what was said. It was like, what the hell are you doing here? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's anyway, uh, I, I can't stand the song. I wish I never had to hear it again, but when they brought it up, it kind of triggered something in me. So yeah, I awesome. hear that. I hear that.
0: <laughs> all right. I, is that all you got? <sighs>
2: I'm going to, sh- I'm Sorry. going to share the floor with everybody.
0: No, I no, think, no, no. I, I think,
1: think, no, I like I think it. we, I like it.
0: I think we both kind of assumed that you were going to have like a month's worth of topics. Okay. So like, feel, keep going. Keep like going. like uh, yeah, take right, it, so take okay. us, take us to the end. Cause I really don't have
2: like, my okay. brain is fried right now. Uh, all right.
0: So keep going. All right. We'll do a pickup
2: here. Uh, okay. All right, mayor. What else you got? All right. Again, working backwards, Southern Smetty. Okay. I, I, <laughs> Being I, from the I South, loved it. I loved it. They were giving her so much grief. Guess what? I did too. Okay. I, just, good, I liked the good. effort. She committed to it. Was 100%? She good at it? Absolutely not. She was terrible at it. That's but what makes it funnier. Yes, and she, but she owned it and she just kind of went for it. And I really I really enjoyed that. I thought that Agreed. was great. You guys enjoy it. Abs- I, I did.
1: I, I thought it was hilarious, but I didn't think it was a good Southern accent, but it was no, funny, though. Right, it right, was right. hilarious. I think she needed to throw in more tar- like phrases. I think that would have sold it more. But the <laughs> fact that she just absolutely failed at it was funny in itself. That's
0: what makes it hey, funny. Forever. And like folks mm-hmm. outside of the South shouldn't be good at doing a Southern accent. You all. know, it's like us if if you had to, you know, make me or, or Mayor Matter or you like do a Jersey accent for an entire thing. It's going to be a like the shittiest Sopranos accent that anybody has ever heard. You know, like, like oh well, uh, Mayor Matt's from uh, oh, that's right. That's right. You <laughs> transplant. You as soon as I said you start making that space. I forgot you're from up Yeah, there. what okay. if
1: it, like a Jersey accent? Like take your I money could, i could
2: probably be <laughs> little winning i could be like Whittingham. i can go anywhere with that's that. that's true that's true you have a
0: non-regional dialect you have broadcaster right. um anyway yeah like it's it she was terrible at it but she's a goofball and i i i appreciate how game she is for everything honestly i really i i like her her on air presence a lot so all right, Mayor, keep going.
2: Hit us All with right. another topic. I love this it's rapid fire.
0: I know.
1: <laughs> All right, so, so the rest, awesome. the rest are it's like ready for re- it, like the fast pitch ball. Yeah,
2: the rest are just kind of like little rapid fire things. Okay. Billy, when he was derailing Amin, when he was on this was this may go back two or three weeks, but Billy was derailing Amin as he was trying to get a point across. And you know, Amin is usually one of them that gets in there and kind of derails things or gets everything off to the side. Oh, yeah. Amin got thrown off entirely by Billy. And it was it was absolutely perfect. It was like a clash of the Titans, two uh, agents of chaos just going (laughs) right at each other. And it was fantastic.
0: I would love Uh, to hear them like do a podcast together, which I don't think they've done that I'm aware of, at least. Are you guys aware of anything like just them one on one, either either that has the potential to be the funniest thing in the world or it would be God awful to listen to.
2: You know, it would be perfect. What's that? A dual guest, duo guest on our Lauer After Hours podcast. There you uh, go. Both of them on. That's throw them in the next the idea. rest. Of us. That would be good, and that's and that's attainable, I think. Pull some All strings right. for us, Mayor. I'll, I'll do that. Uh, so, uh, Dan, this is a comment Dan made when he's you know he rails a little bit too much about the NFL about people bodies being used, and you know I'll, I'll, I mean I understand there's injuries, sure. but he says these injuries are the product of a 17 game season. Okay. How does that work when we're only 12 games in? Yeah. So that there was a that, sixteen game <laughs> season it, that had nothing to do with anything, and I just thought yeah, that was kind of yeah. funny. So I, I made a note of that. Uh Witty made a comment, uh, kind of went at Jim Gray a little bit. Guess what? I don't like Jim Gray either. Oh uh, wow. Maybe okay. yeah, I okay. I have I just don't care for him. And I'm not somebody. Who, fired. I, I don't I'm not somebody who, who goes after b- broadcasters and announcers because I mean they're all much more talented than than anything I've ever done, but I just I just don't care for his style. He thinks he's a little bit too special in my book. Okay, um, all right. The the Dom Kang that I mean, <laughs> oh Dom my Kang. Gosh, I need I need that States. my life.
0: I, I agree. I, I need agree. More the, the, of that in my life. The Dom King was fantastic. And I especially appreciated when he was in studio and Dan started trying to get Amin to talk about the Enos Cantor stuff. But he was there as Dom King and would not break as Dom King. So, uh, again... Uh, and the dude has shown it for such a long time. Amin, you know, he's with the pirate ship now, but before, even when they were at ESPN, nobody from ESPN got their show as much as Amin did. Um, and Amin's willingness to commit to a bit or just be game for anything, uh, I appreciate the hell out of him for that.
2: Bonus points for showing up at the Miami Heat game in that costume and just going after it all night long. Hell all yeah. All right. Well, We'll wrap up on this one. Uh, this goes all the way back to the overtime football game. I can't remember who t- oh, it was the the lions. I think the game went to overtime and they had, they had a tie in the NFL um, overtime games uh, that can be played to determine a winner. Cause there was a lot of talk that week about different ways to finish the game. Like should kickers play horse, like to determine <laughs> who's going to be the, the winner. I, I would love to see. So it's like, I started thinking of some different things. Uh, if you did have, kicking involved, but the kicks had to be done by offensive linemen <laughs> uh, or if you had to play long toss, you had to get the punters to see who could throw the ball the furthest or right, right, do right. the Oklahoma drill with punters or do something, put or, people who don't typically do that job to do something else. And so I know it's kind of springing this on you, but I was wondering if you might have any ideas of other competitions that they could have wide in receivers determine who's going to win the game, wide receivers having to long snap.
0: I love that. Like hit a target, uh, long snapping. That yeah, would I was be, just gonna say
1: like fun. when you're a kid, like the punt pass and kick thing, but the other team gets to pick the person who does the punt pass and kick. So it could very well be an offensive lineman that gets chosen. Like Let's the other pass team gets and to kick. pick. It used to be like the skills challenge that I think the NFL used to tour with when for like teenagers or whatever. But you uh, okay. get to punt, like basically quarterback kicker and wide receiver get okay. all the okay all the gist of it.
2: Yeah, huh. you would, you you know, it. they had different age groups. And so what you would do is it was, it was, it was a competition. You would punt, you would pass and you would kick and they would tally up the yardage for those three. And whoever had the most would win that competition oh, It was separated okay. by gender. It was separated by age. If you've ever seen the old Andy Reed uh, video, he participated yeah. in that. And he was like about my size when he was 10 Oh, is old. that what he's doing? That, that's <clears throat> my punt pass and kick uh, competition. Yeah, and oh, oh, wow. So, I, I had the, no idea what that was from. The other thing that I think ought to happen is in overtime that everybody with a number that's in the 80s, all oh, the skills position, people mm-hmm. have to play the lineman positions <laughs> and all of the linemen have to play the skill positions. Just totally so reverse it.
0: You're literally trying to get everybody injured or killed.
1: You're going to support Dan's point that yes, 17 yeah. game Th- season at week 12 <laughs> is going to injure everybody.
0: <laughs> this is a uh, man. Um, OK, I, I really I really dig that. So um, just how can we liven up the overtime basically uh, is, is what we're trying to do here.
2: Well, I've, I I actually like the overtime. They've shortened it to ten minutes in the NFL. I mean, they're mm-hmm. trying to save the wear and tear on the bodies. And I do understand, you know, it's it's a, it's a gruesome, it's a grueling physical game. To shorten it to ten, I think that's plenty. First touchdown wins, or you know, everybody gets at least one possession unless you give up the touchdown. Right. I don't have a problem with it. I I just you know when people say that they didn't like it, a lot of people don't like the college one that's in place now. I happen to like that as well because again, you're getting the game over with yeah but it just was an opportunity for some uh some some silliness and some a little bit of outside the the box thinking so i love that. or do
1: yeah or do like the philip rivers challenge where you get like the ball with 58 seconds left and you feel like you're down by four and you have to score and you're on like the two yard line so it's just you just have to rush it from the yard line all the way down to try and score called
0: rivers. I absolutely love the pro bowl uh, quarterback skills challenge, like the, uh, the, the targets that they hit and with the smoke that like shoots up whenever they, they, they hit a target. I would love to see that in a game because I, you know, football is not a cathedral to me. So any way they can liven it up or make weird rules or something, I'm, I'm totally down Mm -hmm. for it.
2: I do have one last thing. Almost got through the whole podcast without doing this, but happy birthday to the fourth best rapper in our lebitard group, which is Flem. Uh, <laughs> so congratulations and and happy birthday, buddy. All right. Well, salute. Yes. To
0: Flem and M.
2: Frank, I
1: really enjoy the weather talk at the beginning of this. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, you're, you're, you Free will you never, mind. you'll never hear this. Uh, you will have gotten 45 seconds into this and then thrown your headphones across the room. Uh, yeah. but he, he would have,
2: he would have tuned in to listen, then realized he didn't hear his own voice and then turn it off.
0: Yep, hundred percent, hundred percent. All right. Uh, well, on that note, uh, Flem, again, happy birthday, man. We we really do love you. Um, and uh, we appreciate you listening. We're gonna keep it short. It's close to the holidays um and uh, everybody's uh i'm probably very stressed out um i know i get stressed out around this time each year and uh the days are short and i get depressed and all of that good stuff so uh <laughs> on that note we hope you are doing well and thanks again for listening uh to another episode of midweek matches Allie, where can we find you on twitter
1: being sad because there's no racing on
0: oh you have a race tonight though right
1: I do. I'm okay. going to be driving the ARCA car on iRacing at Michigan International Speedway.
0: Look Hell yeah. Me. Okay. All right. I don't know what that means. I'm driving
1: me. the Mark Martin number six Valvoline throwback car.
2: Oh, shit. All right. Yep. Hell yeah. All right, Mayor, where can we find you on Twitter? You You could find me uh, at the newest museum that's opened in Cartersville, Georgia. It is the Savoy Automobile Museum, which, by the way, does feature Uh, A Formula One vehicle, also a Richard Petty vehicle, a uh, Mark Thompson, who is the oldest person to to compete in the Daytona 500, who's from Cartersville, and a bunch of other great cars that, uh, that are here. So, Allie, when you're down in this direction, come to Cartersville. We've got the Savoy Automotive Museum. You'll want to check it out.
0: Excellent. Excellent. Everybody, uh, swing through Cartersville on your way through Georgia. Um, and, uh, and check that out. And you can find me at wapple house on Twitter. Uh, you can find the show at Lauer after hours on Twitter and Instagram, and we'll see you next week.